Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. Thank you guys for tuning in to Infertility and Me podcast. It's your host, Monique. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for letting me be a part of your day. Today's bonus episode is with Ali Prato from Infertile AF Community and Podcast, as well as Blair Nelson from Bad Fertility. And they are business partners and they have their own private community membership at fertilityrally.com. They are our special guests today for the bonus episode. Quick announcement. You might hear some noise in the background today because Omar Jr. is in the room with me recording. Daddy's not here right now, so I apologize in advance if it's too distracting, but I'm a mama. So quick announcement as well. You can get your Infertility and Me merch on the website at infertilityandmepodcast.com. You can also support the podcast on the website and also subscribe to my YouTube channel to keep up to date with my trying to conceive journey, considering uh, going back for IVF for baby number two. So click the link in today's show notes. And also friend, if you could do me the honor of subscribing to this podcast, as well as giving it a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes so that we can continue to spread the message of connecting and healing together. Let's get right into today's episode with Allie and Blair. I want to just chat with you guys and Blair, you said that you had your ERA, everything went wonderfully. Can you tell, for anybody who doesn't know what an ERA is, can you tell us what that is? I know it's like a long ass description. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. No problem. So it went wonderfully in the sense that I survived it, but it was a little interesting. We, we had a couple little mishaps. So what an ERA is, it stands for an endometrial receptivity analysis, or some people say array. And simply put, it is testing your uterus environment for receptivity. So it, it basically is a procedure where a catheter is inserted all the way up into your uterus, a little suction tool at the end of the catheter sucks off a piece of your endometri- your, your lining. Mm-hmm. And then that is sent off to a lab. They test for over 230 gene, ex- gene expressions to test the receptivity of that lining for an embryo to implant. And basically what the test tells you is you're either receptive on the day they would normally do a transfer, meaning great, repeat the exact same cycle um, and plan for your embryo transfer. You're pre-receptive, which means you weren't quite ready yet. You need a little bit more progesterone um, to get your lining to that maximum receptivity or your post-receptive, meaning you had too much progesterone in your lining and you actually need to do the transfer sooner. So that's what it tells you in a nutshell. Great, 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 great. Thank you so much for the explanation, Blair, because a lot of women um, have probably heard of it, but didn't know exactly like what the purpose was it was for it. So appreciate you for um, explaining all of that. What is going on with Fertility Rally? Like most people already know these are, vet- we, we were talking to two veterans, okay? We're talking to two <laughs> veterans in the podcasting game in the fertility world. Blair and Allie, Fertility Rally, they each have their own podcast. I don't even know how the heck you guys are doing everything <laughs> and still maintaining your household. Like it's crazy. 
but it's such, it's such a wonderful thing that you guys are doing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thanks for having us too. It's so good to talk to you again today. Yeah. In answer to how we're doing, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things poorly and nothing really great. <laughs> <laughs> The household, I'm laughing as you say that because I'm looking around and there's like toys everywhere and junk everywhere. So uh, yeah, it's there's never enough hours in the day, but the rally is going great. We launched on June 1st um, and yeah, we're, we're just growing every day and trying to figure out how to make it the best community for people and content hub and how to have great virtual events. So it's definitely been a learning experience and you know, we just got off a call, you know, talking about other stuff right before we jumped on here. So <laughs> mm -hmm. it's constant Zoom calls, constant texts, yeah. constant emails. It's kind of nonstop, but it's been really fun. It's been super fun. And yeah, we were messing around with Facebook before this and we found out that we were not Facebook friends until today. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. We, yeah, uh, yeah we decided to launch a business before we became Facebook friends. So yeah. that was kind of, funny. and the other thing that we always joke about is we've never met Blair and I've never met in person. Yeah. We, we've spent hundreds of hours <laughs> at this point on zoom and on video chat and, but we've never been in the same room together, which is so funny. You know, yeah. I'm glad you guys brought that up because I, you guys remember my mom was on the zoom call a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. She was so cute. <laughs> my mom is hilarious. Oh my God. But she's so great. I was so glad that she was able to be there and to, to see everything that we're doing because it's kind of, you know, you tell family members what you're doing and they don't actually see it sometimes. It's like they don't know, understand how impactful it can be, you know, for everybody mm -hmm. in the community and for yourself too, because it brings you so much joy and so much peace and so much healing to help and to be there for others. And so we were, she was over the house this weekend and um, she was like, that's awesome that they, you know, um, come together to create this business and to also be of support to the community. And I was like, but guess what, mom, on the flip side, they've never actually met in person yet. <laughs> and she was like, what? Are you serious? I, was I like, know. Yes. yes. I was like, and she was like, oh my gosh, how awesome is that, that they connected in such a way, you know, personally and on talking on the phone and stuff and then created this business. And I was just sitting there thinking about it after I said something to her and preparing for today's episode, I was like, you know whatever it's meant to be, it's going to be. And there's nothing that's going to stop it. And I just feel like, I was just like, really, like I just sat and meditated. And I was like, they really have never met before. Cause I would have seen it <laughs> on like you guys' posts and stuff, you know, and all that. Like if you met up in the city or something like that, wherever. And I just think that is so freaking cool. <laughs> and it just shows the powerful, empowered girl power mm -hmm. that can take place when the objective is greater than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, there's, you know, as you know, too, there's the common bond of going through infertility. You know, you just, when you meet somebody that's been through it or is going through it, you just immediately take it to the next level. It's like all the like BS, you know, like pussyfooting around for lack of a better term. You just, it's, it gets so much deeper, so much faster. So I think that's part of it was that, you know, the way we, we met, I'll just say quickly was I started a podcast in March of 2019 and Blair wrote me an email. Um, she'd seen my Instagram and asked if she could be on my show. And I was like, of course. So she came on my show. We hit it off. Then it, she launched her podcast shortly thereafter. Then I was on her show and we just became friends and it was just kind of instant. You know, we have a lot of the same goals. We both believe in supporting other women you know, the rising tide boosts all ships or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> um, is that what it is? I don't think so. The rising tide 
something all shifts. <laughs> close enough, close enough. But you know, we're like, let's support each other. There's room for all of us. We're all doing slightly different things, but with the same common goal is to help people feel less alone and to share mm -hmm. their stories and to get support. So, you know, we've really, that's been kind of the through line of everything we've done together. And, and that's how we kind of got where we are now. And so how do you feel about Blair? How, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So it's funny because like what Ali said, anybody that tells me that they've gone through infertility, I have an immediate bond with, which is something that I make that I think makes this community so incredibly special. And Monique, I talked a little bit about this when you interviewed me solo on your podcast, but I just think it's, it is so rare to find a group of people in the social media space that are so supportive of one another. Like there's so many haters and trolls and all that kind of stuff. And you get that a little bit, but hardly ever 99% of the time, people that you interface with in this infertility community are amazing. So I was super excited to meet Allie. Um, I had been wanting to launch a podcast and I was, you know, I was like, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even, I've never even had a, owned a microphone before. Like what the hell am I doing? And, you know, being on her show and I was like, she's doing it. There's so many other people doing it. I'm going to do it. And what's really been fun about us is that anytime we have an idea, we're like, well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. let's launch, let's host a huge event in Brooklyn and hope that hundreds of people come. Let's do it. Let's launch a membership platform. You know, we both, I think, encourage each other to just go for it, which I think has been super beneficial with the rally and our personal endeavors as well. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And just to piggyback off of everything that you guys said, I just believe that like you, like you both have said that the fertility space and fertility community, fertility community, because it kind of all intertwined with one another. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like, how can I put it? It is just, oh my God, like every time I think about some of the connections that I've made, it, it almost brings me to tears because you got people from all over the world, different parts of the nation, different ethnicities coming together and just truly being genuine and authentic with their expression of care for you. Mm -hmm. Never met them. So like, I think that when the time comes when we can have live events again, the energy in the room would be so powerful. And we like, I'll be snotting and freaking crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can just, I can just, so I can just totally see it. And I think that I don't know. It's just, it's, I have so many thoughts. I can't even get it together right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, we always say, you know, it's the worst club with the best members. Because like nobody wants to be a part of this community really, because it sucks. But once you're in it, you realize that the people who are in it. Oh, and I just, I Googled the quote, you guys, it's a rising tide lifts all boats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> We're close. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like people, whether you're going through it or you're, you know, out the other side or whatever, you're just starting out. Like, I know that every single person that I've talked to, and you guys probably feel the same for your podcast is everybody just says, I want to help people. I want to tell my story to help people. And that's, you know, the commonality that everybody shares. And when you're coming from a place of love like that and wanting to give back, the authenticity is like through the roof. Like everybody is so real in this community. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
just lost my thought again because I have too many going on today. It's like so freaking crazy. Like the last couple of weeks have been like so I don't I just feel like it's just I, I guess because of the amplifying of melanated voices, I just feel like everybody is like really listening mm-hmm. to the community right now, especially in the fertility space, because it is such a vulnerable place to be in when you've experienced infertility or you're in the midst of it. And I just feel like everybody's just open to listen. Everybody's just open to to be supportive and is just um it's really truly incredible and I, I just can't wait to see how things progress and the media displaying fertility stories more and seeking mm-hmm. out more voices uh for those who are willing to share their journeys and um and like you guys said when you do things in love it becomes easy because I feel like when you guys what you guys have said thus far with coming together with the same goals, with the same purpose of helping people from a place of love, that your partnership was just easy. Like everything came easy, even though you've worked hard, just coming mm-hmm. together of it has been easy. Mm-hmm. And it and it hasn't been um and it hasn't been any any um negative blockages, you know, between you guys or you, you know, there's no quarrels, there's no beef, you know, a lot of things that women go through when they're trying to come together. And that's another important thing is just putting aside the quarrels that sometimes women go through and especially when we're all hurting and we're all in pain it's just really great I haven't seen women come together like this in a long long time mm-hmm. a long time I mean don't get me wrong we've definitely cried to each other about like <laughs> oh I believe it I believe at three it. in the morning when we're like trying to launch this site and we're like what are we right. doing why are we doing this but then it's like comes right back to like but I love you you know like we really it's been, it's been very intense, but it's been, you know, super powerful in a, in a great way. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I wanted to ask you guys, where do you see fertility rally going? Oh gosh. I feel like we should both answer this. Um, <laughs> Go first. I'll start. So, you know, like goals, right? Like, mm-hmm. like huge goals would be that we become a like almost like a create and cultivate kind of brand in the fertility okay. space where they have a huge online presence. They have, you know, tons of events, um, like in real life events all over the country and all over the world really. But, you know, a little pop of a pop of events here and there where it's like a fertility rally event, you know, goes to Phoenix, goes to Chicago, goes to LA, whatever, where we can have these pop-ups where we are serving the community, like actually like facing the community in real life. It's like such a hard concept to even, I can't even find the words because I haven't actually been to an event in a while, but you know what I mean? Like, so what's an event? Yeah, exactly. What is that? What the hell is that? But yeah, so that would be one piece of it. But also we really are excited about the online possibilities. Like the possibilities are endless. And the thing that we really love is that we are able to provide support and community for people going through infertility 24 seven online, Mm -hmm. you know, in real life events are great. We want to do them. We're both super, you know, extroverted, love mixing and mingling, would love to have that social side, that, you know, um, camaraderie um, that you can't achieve across a computer screen or a phone screen. But we are very excited about the online piece because, you know, we have so many offerings, the virtual events and the community are kind of the cornerstones that people are really responding well to, but we have so much awesome content, bonus podcast episodes, all sorts of stuff. So like really 
the, the possibilities are endless and that's, what's so exciting about the online piece. But yeah, we're really ready for COVID to be behind us so that we can get in front of people too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel about it, Ellie? I mean, same thing. It's like, we want to become the go-to space where if you are going through infertility or you're faced with a diagnosis and you don't know where to go, like we want people to be like, Oh, join fertility rally. Everything's under one roof there. You know, that's kind of the big picture goal is like, we want to do all the legwork for you. We want to, you know, we've got all these videos, um, that Blair has created cause she's going through IVF right now. Right. Um, you know, where it's like how to inject this kind of a shot, how to do this kind of a, um, thing. So it's like hands-on stuff that, you know, I remember when I was going through IVF, I had to Google everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, I would end up in these Google rabbit holes and not know what to do and not know what was legit and what wasn't. So it was just very overwhelming and confusing. So we were like, what do we need to provide for this community? We need to put it all under one roof so that they don't need to spend time Googling. We've done the work for them. So they come to Fertility Rally. It's all right there. There's videos, there's articles from experts, there's fun stuff that they can watch. You know, we'd like to keep it mm-hmm. light when possible too. And that's part of the reason that we called it a rally. Cause we were like, a rally sounds fun. It's like coming mm-hmm. together and it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. boisterous and it's loud. And, you know, so that's part of the, the thing behind the name as well. So that's part of the reason why you guys do like your happy hours on Fridays. Is it Fridays when you guys do your happy hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not every Friday, but we've been doing a bunch, especially in yeah. the lockdown. <laughs> the last, the last Friday of the month is kind of what we're trying to stick to with the mm-hmm. with the rally roundup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those are open to everybody. Those aren't just member things too. So if anybody's curious about checking it out, they can come to that and see, you know, what we have to offer. They're re- it's actually really fun, which mm-hmm. is funny because you don't think of fertility and fun going together, but. Like I said, it's like you, this is such a hard road to travel that wherever we can bring levity to it, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the balance that you guys will bring it to because you have all the informational resources, you have all the experts coming on, and then you talk about the serious things, and then you have your time for the lightheartedness and, you know, bringing, trying to find a way to bring joy into it. Because I think on Instagram, a lot of times it can become very, very dark because. Mm-hmm most of the time, you know, you're in a dark space, um, especially if you don't have the tools yet to navigate emotionally when you're going through the journey. So I really like that aspect of what you guys are doing with the community Thank and, you. And, and trying to, and trying to bring some lightheartedness to, um, fertility and infertility mm-hmm. and, 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 um, just helping people stay not necessarily distracted, but kind of distracted. You know what I mean? Well, and it's, it's hard because yeah. we have, you know, we have this amazing feedback from our weekly support groups where, you know, we cover all sorts of topics from miscarriage to dealing with anxiety and test results to how to talk to your coworkers and family and friends about your fertility, all sorts of stuff. We get such a consistent, good response, Mm -hmm. but then it's funny because the same people that come to those give us amazing feedback about our more lighthearted events. And they're like, Oh gosh, it was so good to laugh. So Mm -hmm. it's so it's, it's interesting to, to, um, you know, it's kind of trial by error trying to figure out, you know, balancing the serious Mm -hmm. and the heavy with the lighthearted and the fun, because it has to be both. Like we, you can't just ignore the the heavy shit. It's inevitable, right? That we have to talk about the sad and, and, the angry and the fresh, the frustrating things and all those emotions. But we try to bring, like you said, the levity and 
as well, but it's hard. It's hard to strike a balance yeah, and that's what we're trying to figure out. So, but we is. should say you, Monique, you alluded to this earlier. We did a, um, women of color and infertility event with you and Michelle sublet. And it was so awesome. So <laughs> the one that you were saying that your mom was at, and I'm not saying it's awesome because of us. It was because of you guys. It was because, you know, the, just the honesty and, you know, you really like shed some light on what you've gone through and what she's gone through. And I just thought that was, that was one of my favorite events we've done so far. So Mm-hmm. We're just really trying to do, keep it diverse and cover everything that we can and, you know, get as many people involved as we can. Diversity is so important right now um, and not just in terms of uh, racial things, but mm-hmm. also the LGBTQ community and giving space for them too um, and making sure that everyone is covered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, like I grew up in a diverse neighborhood and town in Maryland. And so to be segregated doesn't, is not natural for me. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's another great thing that I loved about you guys is that um, you haven't, you know, spread out into, and from jump, from day one, always been inclusive. And so, um, yeah, yeah I, I really commend you guys for that because not many people can do that if they don't, I'll say this and it's going to get heavy for a minute. But a lot of people from different ethnicities and backgrounds do not know how to deal with other ethnicities and backgrounds. And so they just they just don't um, they's not necessarily ignoring it, but they just it's not the first thing that they go to. You know what I mean? So I really commend you guys for doing that and having those hard, tough conversations and stuff. And, and also just thanking you guys for having me on and letting me be transparent and giving me that space. Uh, Are you kidding? Thank you. We want to have you on again. I'm like, when can we do the next one? (laughs) I'm I'm always down for collaboration. Always. Yeah. It's all about the collabs. You know, we did an LGBTQ event, building your modern families when you're LGBTQ and there weren't that many people on the call, which was kind of a bummer because I I thought that one was going to draw like a huge crowd. But the good thing is that we post everything online after the fact. So if you missed the actual live event, you can watch it later. But we did it with um, Two Dads UK. Do you know those guys? They're um, yes. Wes yeah. and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm familiar with their um, Instagram God. handle. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing so much in terms of like surrogacy rights and mm-hmm. just normalizing family building in, they live in the UK. So they were just, they were really cool. That was also a really good event, but I'm like, where is everybody? I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's such a, that's another hard one, man. That's another hard one. Because people have their you know, their own feelings about but that's just unfortunate. Ugh, it's just so unfortunate. Do you um, feel like with your podcast and with everything that you've been doing on Instagram, do you feel like you're getting more people to talk about things like this? Though, I mean, do you? That's kind of our goal. Like we're hoping to get people interested, educate people, so that yeah. they do feel empowered to talk about it. Because a lot of times, people just don't know the struggles that certain groups of people go through, right? I mean, it's just, I've been pretty blind to a lot of it and I've opened my eyes a lot over the past few months. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious. I mean, I know that's one of your main missions. So how has it been for you? It's, it's an uphill battle. I I did a video was today, Tuesday, the seventh. And I did a video yesterday and talking about not being able to find a black female or male reproductive endocrinologist within a 50 mile radius from where I live at in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about DC and we're talking about Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. I live about 30 minutes from DC and I live about 45 minutes from Northern Virginia. And I was actually born in Northern Virginia. So 
and people, there was a couple of women who are, 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 um, who are of um, brown skin descent and they live in Virginia or DC and they also said they couldn't find anything. So I was like, okay, well, I know I'm not going crazy and I know that my search wasn't like incomplete. You know what I mean? And right. then, because hubby and I have decided to um, possibly try again later this year or the beginning of 2021 for number two, I did it again and he did it. And he was like, no, there's nobody. Now I know that I'm going to go back to my former RE because I just freaking love them. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And I trust them, you know, but I still put the video out there because I wanted to see if there was anybody else who has had the same issue. And I'm getting a lot of comments from brown skin women saying that they've had the same issue in their area yeah. or one lady um, commented yesterday and she said that she lives in California and she's considering going all the way to coming all the way to the East coast to Atlanta to, to, to get cared for yeah. a black female RE and she's found someone and she's like really considering living out here for however long, I guess her and her husband or wow. I don't know what they're going to do. I told her to keep me updated. And then for anyone who's not in the BIPOC community, I'm getting a lot of support, but then there's a lot of people and it's okay. They just don't know how to respond mm-hmm. and they just listening and that's fine. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And I just yeah. wanted to, I just like to put it out there so that if there's ever a question that anyone wants to know and they're not part of the BIPOPIC community, then they can just come to me and they, mm-hmm. and, and they won't feel like I'm going to bash them or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just like to put it out there and then let the internet do what they want to do with it. And, um, and I'm just hoping that more people will feel comfortable with me talking about things like that. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anything else that comes along the way, but it's really a struggle to get people to talk about really hard issues like that sometimes totally uh, especially when they're going through their own turmoil with the journey too yeah well like you said I think sometimes people just want to be kind of a fly on the wall and take it all in and Mm -hmm. you know I know with my you know four-year struggle with secondary infertility I didn't I couldn't talk about it for like a year afterwards Mm -hmm. I like it was so raw and I had so much PTSD that Mm -hmm. you know so I get it that you know even if people aren't sharing they're still listening. So I think that's important. And I I also want to say, I feel like you do such a good job of making yourself so accessible, Mm -hmm. especially on Instagram with all your like cute videos. (laughs) I really think you're like making a huge impact with all that. Yeah. Monique, I love, I I love love to hear feedback because I like to know like if there's anything I can improve on because sometimes I feel like I'm like, because there's so much more I could do, but I'm an ambiverted person. Like I'm introverted, but kind of like extroverted at the same time. And so (laughs) I don't, I'm like, well, maybe they want to think this is weird. You know what I mean? I kind of like second guess myself, but then I just put it out there like, forget it, man. I'm already been doing a podcast for almost a year now. Yeah. I, I love you. Your... You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just, I feel like you guys like just trying to find the balance of bringing joy, but also still talking about the serious conversations. And do you guys find yourself like scrolling a little bit just to see the mood of what the community is in? Cause I feel like everybody's usually in the same mood at the same time. <laughs> that's, a, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I'll post something on on my personal Instagram, or not personal, but my Fab Fertility Instagram, like, oh my God, all I've seen today are damn baby announcements Mm -hmm. and bump pics. Does anyone else feel me? And everyone's like, yes, yes, screw that. Like, I do feel like that there's a certain mood and energy that kind of just radiates through the community for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, It's funny too, because on our uh, at the fertility rally on the membership site, we recently added a, a feature where 
you know, we have, we have different groups and things that people can go join and talk about specific diagnoses like PCOS, Mm -hmm. you know, endometriosis, et cetera. But we added this new feature where it's just called the rally feed. And so if you have any thoughts, anything you want to say, maybe it doesn't fit into a perfect category. You just go on there and say it, um, almost like a Facebook timeline. And it's interesting because, you know, same thing there. It's like people are, (laughs) there was one day where people were kind of just bummed and down and out about like, Oh God, COVID sucks. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we are waiting on treatment, like results, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like always upbeat days too. So it's so interesting that you say that. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like a funny meme or someone just being like, this sucks. And then everyone's like chiming in, you know, it's right. 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 And we turn it into like a laughing moment. Right. Yeah. Totally. Or if you just have a question, you know, that you're, you want to address to like the entire group and like Blair said, not just your specific groups that you've joined, but they're all the groups are open to everybody, but this is just a way to reach like the entire membership at once. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a little off topic, but I just want to ask you guys and for, for our friends listening, um, I'm going to switch into like more of a girl chat type of moment, right? Ooh, so, oh yeah. What, how do you guys handle Instagram? Because like, <laughs> I've got like just under 1200 followers and I'm like going crazy sometimes, <laughs> you know, trying to keep up with comments. I'm like, I don't know how they freaking do it. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. It's a struggle for me. So what I do is first of all, like I pride myself, like with my fab fertility podcast, my just everything I say on Instagram, I mean it when I say I answer every single DM. Mm. I do. It's gotten harder with the fertility rally launch and just life to, mm. and like as the account grows, it's harder and harder to be prompt with the response. Yeah. So yeah. I just try to keep it real with the followers and say, Hey, thank you so much for all the DMs. I'm so behind and here's why. I promise I'll get to them, but I'm not ignoring you. So I think just being transparent about, you know, because we're people too, right? I mean, it's just like, we, we all have crap going on. And, um, and then with the comments, what I'll do is if I have a post where I got a bunch of comments, I will like say, okay, for the next hour, all I'm doing is responding to the comments on this post. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it's, you know, it's really, you can get into the, all the crazy analytics and the algorithms and when does the engagement matter to help grow your account, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people will tell you, you know, engaging with the comments immediately as you get them is the, is the best thing for the, you know, for your exposure, but sometimes you just can't do it and you just, you can't, you can't be hard on yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. but it is important to, I mean, if people care enough to read your stuff and comment, Mm -hmm. you should care enough to respond back. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Same. And I definitely have, have like a lag time as well for a lot of answering it's, but and emails too. I know that's mm-hmm. different from Instagram, but you know, I say the same thing. Like I always will get back to you, but sometimes it's just going to take a minute. Cause frankly, there's some days where like, I don't even have a chance to look at Instagram during the day. Yeah. Cause you know, we're doing all of our other stuff and Blair and I both have other jobs, not just all this rally stuff and our podcast, <laughs> you know, so we're trying to like figured. So some days I'm just like, Oh, I don't get to look to like later in the evening. So it's just kind of a balance and I don't know what the right answer. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm, I might got my fingers crossed. Cause you guys need an assistant. How about that? We're just going to put out. Yeah. Them. We're working on it. We are <laughs> talking to some people. Yes. Oh my God. We do need it. Yeah. So Blair, tell me about your freaking chickens, man. They're so cute. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They're so funny. So, um, 
I texted right when we started recording my big dogs barked because I got a package delivered and I texted my husband and I said, can you do me a favor? Can you please keep the dogs quiet for the next like hour? And he responded back and he goes, well, I would put them outside, but you're letting the chickens free range (laughs) in the backyard. Um, So yeah, they're, they're hilarious. They're fun. They're five months old. So they're going to start laying eggs and uh, they start laying at six months. So I'm about to be pumping out three dozen eggs at least a week over here at the Nelson farm. Um, But no, they're fun. I just, I've always wanted chickens. I have a couple, it's kind of a big like trendy thing here in Austin. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have chickens. Um, Austin is a pretty hippy dippy town as I'm sure you both know. Um, So I had a couple of friends that have had them. I think they're awesome. They're so funny too. And I got the funniest (laughs) looking of the chickens. Like I got the really pup, like, fluffy ones with the fluffy feet. And then I got some crazy ones with crazy head feathers. And then I have some normal ones too, but yeah, they're just, it's actually, it couldn't have come at a better time because I've had so much time to understand chickens, how to raise them because we've been at, you know, shelter in place and staying at home and quarantining and all that fun stuff. Um, so they're quite spoiled because they get to range in the yard. (laughs) I feed them all of our scraps, like all like tops of strawberries, all that kind of stuff. So when I go, when I go outside and I say, Hey girls, they, they follow me everywhere. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's your little, <laughs> it's your little squad. My hair. You, yeah. <laughs> you also like hand feed them medicine. And yes. um, we have to say too, there's one chick called rally. Yes. <laughs> what? That is so cute. My baby oh, chick, cute. my, my baby, uh, she's what she's a silky. She's black and fluffy and She's the cutest and yeah, she's the baby of the <laughs> That's the, the one crew. that you had in the house. Yes. Yep. I oh, saw yeah. that story. Yes. It was so freaking cute. I was like, oh my gosh, it is so cute. So oh, and then yeah, my husband was like, You put that chicken where we sleep. Please? It steps and <laughs> poop. And I'm like, we don't I'm like, we don't use that blanket. Just calm down. <laughs> Wait, Blair, say how many pets you have total. Um, I have ten chickens. <laughs> Four dogs, one cat, and a fish. So six. We gotta get you some land, Blair. We need to get you some land, like five acres minimum. Oh, oh no. my gosh! Oh, oh man. <laughs> then I would just fill it with even more. Right, right, right. Allie, your your little man is so cute. He is so freaking handsome. I was cracking up when he was oh. his little karate moves in your school. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, he's four and a half now, and my daughter is gonna be eleven in September. Um, but yeah, he is a little. My, my mother-in-law always says he's a pistol because <laughs> he's definitely been worth every penny <laughs> that we paid yes, for him. Yes. <laughs> I say the same thing about um, Omar. Omar. Yeah, he's, he re- yeah, he reminds me of your little guy too. We should put them on a Zoom call or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. They would be, I know Omar, he would be trying to kiss the, the phone because he likes giving hugs and kisses. Oh, Aww. I was just going to say Sonny would be punching the screen because he is a wild man. Oh, well, then they'll get along yeah. great because Omar is a karate guy and he's been me a lot lately. So, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so great. So how are you guys doing? Blair, I want to ask you too, if, if you have any tips for um, staying connected with your spouse since you're still in the middle. Good, good. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's funny. We're, we're doing a, um, one of our support groups about intimacy and infertility at the end of the month. Um, and we're going to have an intimacy coach come on and I'm sure I'll be taking some tips from her. Um, it's hard because, you know, I, when I, I actually interviewed somebody for my podcast about intimacy and, 
what's like an aha moment I have when I was talking to her is that like, we automatically think that intimacy means sex. Right. Um, and she was like, you know, I think you have to acknowledge and be on the same page with your partner that you're not always, first of all, that you need to redefine intimacy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be sex. It can be spending quality time together. It can be, you know, whatever, come up with a list that works for you guys. But there's a lot of times on this journey where, you know, since I'm in the middle of it, I'm prohibited. Like right now, for example, like for 48 hours, I'm not supposed to do anything because like, including getting in a pool and all all these restrictions, because I just had a procedure after transfer, after retrieval, all these things. So not only do you have these restrictions from your doctors, but also you feel like crap. Um, the hormones make you feel shitty in some cases you feel gross because the hormones have made you gain weight and you just don't feel sexy. So it's hard. I think you just have to have open lines of communication with your partner about the way that you're feeling and try to find ways to be intimate without it being the quote traditional way. Um, but you know, something that's really helped Will and I is we see a, um, fertility, not therapist, therapist, like mm-hmm. a couples mm-hmm. therapist. Okay. Um, and that's really, we don't really focus much on intimacy, although she always asks about it. I feel like she has to like check that box, but that's <laughs> been really, that's been really helpful too, because I think they just, first of all, normalize the way that you're feeling. And this is, this is normal to go, you know, go through patches where you're not feeling like being super close in the physical way and all this stuff. So I don't know. I think it's just a thing we're constantly trying to figure out, but we're in a really good place with it all. I mean, we talk about it a lot. So yeah. I wasn't trying to get in your business. Was... No. Hey. <laughs> Is he going to bring up the chick in the bedroom at your next appointment? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> talk about probably. a cock blocker. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ellie, did you, did you have any like impactful things that you learned on your journey? Because you and I were kind of like going through IVF treatment at the same time. Our sons are like maybe six months apart. I know. I wish I had known you back in the day. Oh my gosh, Um, girl. I'd have been in New York. Like I got quarantined (laughs) up there, guys, because there's too many men in my house. I have a a male dog. I got the husband and then I got Omar Jr. (laughs) His next baby is a boy. I'm out of here. Me and my sister, we're going to get an apartment together. We're going to leave all the kids with the husbands and we're out of here. Oh my gosh. Um, I think the main thing that I learned going through it was just how to manage the stress and anxiety of it all. Yeah. Um, Cause it can get so overwhelming as everybody I'm sure who's listening knows. Um, For me, it was a lot of just exercise and like finding those like group fitness classes really had a huge impact on it. So I was doing like yoga and soul cycle and even just going for walks. Mm. Um, That was one thing that it took me a minute to click into that. But once I did, it really made a difference because when you're focusing on something that's really hard physically, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about what shots you have to do, or are you going to ever have a baby? And, you know, there's something about clicking your brain off and into a different space that really helps you kind of put everything in perspective. And then when you go back to your real life and worrying about it, you know, it, it seems a little bit less daunting. Yeah. So that's one, I guess, piece of advice I would give is just like, stay active if you can. Um, that made a huge difference for me. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I did. I was like exercising my brains out. Yeah, you were, yeah. Like, I was seriously, seriously out there like six days a week. And right. it was like a COVID me- mechanism for me. But I did, like you said, learned how to be more mindful. And mm-hmm. like you said, also that nature just like, it brings you back to it. I guess that's why they call it grounding. When you go yeah, outside, right. you know what I mean? Because it grounds you and it makes totally. you remember who you really are. 
outside right. of all of our life's issues. Allie, what, 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 when is your birthday? My birthday? Um, it's May 30th. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Oh, yes. Are you? I like you so much. No, because I'm a Libra. Libra in, in <laughs> I'm a Libra, Monique. My yes, daughter's a Libra. Right, you are. Yes. Yes. I forgot. When you're when you 10 or September uh, Libra. Um, September, October, yeah. September Libra. September. Uh-huh. I'm an October Libra. I'm the eighth. Nice. That's why we all get along so well. Yeah. My daughter's a Libra too. You guys are all balanced, right? Yeah, we're balanced. And I'm the crazy twin. <laughs> <laughs> I've always gotten along really great with um, female Geminis. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, when I looked into like the astrolog- astrological signs, I can't talk today. Geminis and Libras work really good together um, with friendships uh-huh. and um, even romantic relationships. So we're all like kind oh. of compatible. And Libras and Libras are always really good. But yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. That's why. Well, fun facts, guys. Write yeah. our birthdays down. Yeah. Shout that's out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you guys are super busy. Oh and today's actually my husband's birthday. So, oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Can't do nothing. We're going to stay home because uh, my parents are coming over too. Um, and then uh, we're just going to all hang out, have dinner in a little Oh, while. that's so, nice. Yeah, today. That sounds awesome. Happy birthday to him from us. Yeah. Yes, I will send along the message too. Thank you guys. But yeah, I don't want to hold up any more time. Thank you guys for coming and doing this bonus yes, episode. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having us. This is awesome. 